Welcome everyone to the Gold Digger Girls podcast where we talk about crushing your goals and creating the life of your dreams. I'm Kimberly Olson, your hostess, and today for episode number 80, I have a special guest, the Erin Birch. She's a total rock star and I'm honored and grateful that we could spend a little bit of time with her on today's episode. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode. I release at least one a week. And before we jump in, a listener review. This is from Stacy Lee. She says, I am so glad I found Kimberly. She has taught me so much and has helped me to continue to build my team and inspire me to turn my dreams into reality. Thank you, Kimberly, for everything. Well, I so appreciate you, Stacy. You're just a very sweet, sweet girl to me. We've um, stayed connected for a couple years now and I adore watching you grow in your business. Also, if you are listening to this podcast, take a screenshot on your phone and tag me in it. On Instagram, you can tag me at the Gold Digger Girl, G-O-A-L. Same on Facebook, and I will shout you out my stories as well. So I had the opportunity to interview Erin Birch recently for a social media influencer summit. And with her permission, I asked if I could share this amazing content with my listeners, and she agreed. In this episode, we are going to talk about real conversations, real conversions. How do you take those conversations? How do you actually get them started where you can share your business and your, or your opportunity and actually convert them into real sales? So let's turn it over to our interview right now and listen in. Okay. So without further ado, we have the Erin Birch on. I'm so excited, Erin, to have you. Thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it, Kimberly. Oh, so excited. If you guys don't know who Erin is, you are in for a treat because the very first time I heard her, she was doing a webinar, I think, or an interview. I was like, who is this girl and where has she been my whole life? My favorite thing about you, Erin, is you give practical tools and strategies for people, but you're so real and just, I feel like there's no... There's no filter. There's no, I don't have to decipher what you're saying. I feel like you just say it. And I love that because we need more of that. So welcome on. Um, to Thank start, you. yes. So to start, if you guys are new to Aaron, put new in the comments. To start, Aaron, why don't you share a little bit about who you are just to bring them up to speed if they've never seen your trainings before? Sure. And I am definitely known as the no BS trainer. People <laughs> don't have time for fluff. They need, oh. they need the helpful strategies, tips, all of that stuff that's going to really help them in their business. So we ain't got time for, for all the fluff. No, ma'am. So, yeah. So this coming January will be five years for me in the industry. I'm still pretty new. I jumped into the industry when I woke up on my 44th birthday and I asked all those midlife realization questions. How happy are you? How fulfilled are you? Is this where you thought you'd be at this point in your life? What do you want? Are you living your purpose? All of those questions that pretty much every human being asks somewhere in their 40s. So when I was asking myself these questions, all the answers were no. So I'm like, all right, so I do something about it now, create my own happiness now, or when am I going to, right? So that day, pretty much that week, I made so many changes in my life that most of my family thought I had lost my mind. And that I was having a midlife crisis. It was a midlife realization is what it was. Oh, nice. So I made, I changed everything in my life except for my kids. I kept my kids. Everything (laughs) else. Good call. (laughs) Everything else changed. And then I found myself thinking, okay, if I'm now on my own, because I split up marriage, 
I will need to start making a lot more money or neither one of us will be able to afford to live. Right? It was important to me that I not take money from my ex. So I was trying to figure out how I could supplement my income. I was a jewelry designer. I'd been doing that for 17 years. So I would make jewelry, sell it on the weekends at different shows, art shows, art galleries, those kinds of things. And I was already working 80 hours a week. So I couldn't up my hours making jewelry. I was making $1,500 a month Canadian. Gosh, wow. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. So I was on Facebook and I saw a product demo. And I went, oh my God, if this product works like this, I'm selling it. I'm going to make a whole bunch of money. Everyone's going to want it. So I recognized the gal doing the product demo is the high school girlfriend of a really good friend of mine. So I messaged her and I said, does this product actually work like this? She goes, yeah, I'm using it right now. And then I just, I didn't even know what MLM was. I didn't know what network marketing was, online marketing. I was oblivious to all of it. I was an artist. So I'm like, sign me up sign me up. This I can sell. So I jumped into the world of network marketing and it was bad. It was bad. My first four months, I made a grand total of $300 Canadian in total. And I had invested $6,000 into my business. Oh my gosh. So I, and I was working my butt off too. So I was left with the choice of either quitting on myself and going in to get a job at the grocery store or figure out, I knew I was doing it wrong. I had heard that 97% of network marketers never even make enough to cover their auto ship. So I went, okay, so I'm in the 97 percentile. What are the 3% doing differently? I'm going to figure out what the 3% are doing and I'm going to do that, right? So I went online to look for what the 3% were doing, what people actually in the industry were doing to make money. And of course the answer was attraction marketing. Yep. And I came across the information on attraction marketing and I went, oh my God, this makes so much sense. I'm in. This I can do. Provide value, build my own brand as opposed opposed to bug the heck out of everyone and spam all day long on social media. Yep, I'm in. So I jumped in. I learned attraction marketing. Since then, I've become a certified business coach, a trainer for attraction marketing. I'm a network marketer, affiliate marketer. Once I learned attraction marketing... I went from making $300 in my first four months to hitting six figures in nine months. Are you freaking kidding me? That is like the comeback story of the century. (laughs) I never dreamt this would happen. I never dreamt that would happen. Six figures in nine months. I mean, it, it still blows me away, you know? And then just from learning all the skills, um, Oh my God, just every area of my business took off in my newer network marketing company in my first eight weeks in there. I personally sponsored, I personally recruited 65 people in eight weeks. What? You're a machine. (laughs) Yeah, I've been told I'm a little obsessed sometimes. Yeah, I would say a little obsessed and I like it. So it's all because of what we're, the stuff we're talking about today. Absolutely. And I, a lot of the people on here, I don't know everyone on here, but I know most of them and they hear me say pretty much every training, add value, add value. But I think that that's become even diluted in itself. So when you think about attraction marketing, those are terms that I think people understand. I know when I first heard it, I thought it meant make your life look attractive on social media. And I was like, I have a one and a three-year-old. I'm neck up in diapers. I'm spit up on my shirt. Like there's nothing attractive about this. So can you talk a little about, a little bit about For people who are like, I'm at home 
and I had a cup of tea today. Like there's nothing exciting going on here. Can you talk about how to take your normal life that's ordinary and make it extraordinary online and on social media? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so good. I love this because not everyone is jet setting to Paris for the weekend. So I do a lot of lifestyle marketing because I travel all the time, but most people don't. So how do you take normal everyday activities, you feeding your baby, you going to Starbucks, you going to the park with your kids, you going grocery shopping. I'm sorry, but you can take a, 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 a post and create a post about, or a video of you at Target and make it really entertaining. You can make it exciting. <laughs> yes, you can. I have a girlfriend and she took her kids to Target and they're kind of high strung. <laughs> so she was chasing her son around Target and all of a sudden he knocked a clothing rack over. Oh, bless That her. knocked another clothing rack over. Good. That knocked another one. There were 20 of them that went yeah. down in Target. And what happens when you are so trained as a marketer to look for golden opportunities to share with your audience, the marketer in me at times like that goes, post! <laughs> right? Anytime wow. something wacky or funny or entertaining happens, when you're wearing your marketing hat, when you live with that marketing hat on 24-7, you see these golden opportunities. Mm -hmm. Like just something totally random you going for a walk right and you have a, a random thought that you think other people would love to you know it might inspire them whatever pull out your phone you're just walking around your neighborhood and you go you know what guys i just had this thought and i thought it would share it because i think it's going to help a whole bunch of people right so you're taking all these things in your life that you don't actually think are interesting but you can angle them to a be entertaining be valuable position you right you at the park with the kids i'm so grateful it's a wednesday afternoon and i'm able to be here at the park with my kids next we're going for ice cream how's your day going right right i had a client and she's like i don't know how to make my life look wonderful I, she had two autistic children actually and she's like there's lego all over the house and all that i'm like film that <laughs> film that yeah. How many parents can relate to stepping on Lego in the middle of the night? Yeah, all of us. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you're going to attract people who are at your place in life anyway. So if you're filming you at home with little kids, you know, with your hair, pulling your hair out and all these different things, there's so many people out there who can go, oh my God, I so relate to you because I'm going through the same thing. And wait, what? You're telling me you make money from home? Really? Huh. And you're telling me you can help me do that too? And you'll show me how, huh? I think we need to have a conversation. Yes. Yeah. It's in the realness. It's, and that's you just setting off to Paris and traveling. Like, that's what I think there's so much, like people don't want to see the polished Instagram stuff anymore. They want to see real because it's approachable. It's attainable. They can relate. It makes them feel human and good, you know, and then they, they can see, like, I, I feel that when you lower the common denominator, then you get more people who go, oh, I could do that. If you're trying to be up here, it's not as approachable and attainable for people. So when you talk about kind of showing that, showcasing the real stuff that, you know, and I love when you said marketing hat, by the way, that's mm -hmm. all it is, you guys, is all day just looking for opportunities. Ooh, I could throw that in my stories. Oh, that would be make a great post. It's putting your marketing hat on because you're marketers. You're not 
a sales rep. You are all marketers. We, we bless you here and now. You are all entrepreneurs that are online marketers. So Erin, when you think about, well, what would you say to those thinking, how do I take that post and translate it into a conversation? Like where's the bridge there for them to be able to actually have conversations with people about what they do? Fantastic question. Because if you are not talking to people, you are not growing a business. So right now, where is the money that you want? Right now, it is sitting in other people's bank accounts. Last time I checked, the only way to get money is from other people. Unless you have a printing press in your basement, it's coming from other people. So you kind of have to talk them out of it, if you know what I mean, right? So what I'm saying is money is in messenger. It is in those conversations. So, you know, by you building an audience, again, if you're not building an audience online, you're not building a business, right? And then you're keeping up with your posting, you know, your social media posting, you're posting things that are conversation worthy or engagement worthy or creating curiosity about your business opportunity, your products, your coaching, your affiliate program, whatever you're promoting. So you're creating curiosity so that people start reaching out to you and asking you. But that is what I call passive recruiting, passive sponsoring, waiting for people to come to you. If you continue with attraction marketing and you do this correctly, people will begin to come to you, but they're not gonna be coming to you 100 a day kind right. of thing, right? So you have to be proactive in creating these conversations, creating openings to talk about business with people. So if you do a post that gets a lot of engagement, let's say you do a post and you get 12 comments. Those are 12 people you can now have a conversation with, right? Break the ice, warm them up, build a bit of rapport, transition to business, see what they need, ask questions to find out where they are at in life, what they might need, whether it be your business opportunity, your products, coaching, whatever, right? So you ask the questions, you find out what they need, and then you simply make them an offer. You got to make the offers though. You got to make the offers. So you're having the conversations, you're connecting, you're building rapport, you're transitioning to business, you're asking the questions to find out what this person needs, and then you offer them. Why do you do that? Because you're a good human being. When we, when we good human beings see somebody in need of something, we offer it instead of projecting and going, I don't think they need this. I don't think they can afford this. I'm not going to make the offer, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people fall into this trap of attraction marketing when they're providing value, providing value, providing value, and then they don't ask for the sale. Oh, it's true. It's super common. I mean, I remember that happened to me. I'm like, okay, I've got to provide as much value as possible. And then it's like, so when do I make the offer? Jab, jab, right hook, offer, offer, you know, value, 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 offer, value, 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 offer. And it happens during those conversations. So the more conversations you have, here's the thing about the conversations. People are like, I suck at the conversations. I don't know how to transition to business. I don't know how to prospect and close. Well, the only way to get good at that is by having as many conversations as you possibly can. It's the only way to get good at it. When I first started, I had seven, six or seven conversations going at a time. The whole entire bottom screen of Facebook for me was all different conversations. I'd go from one to the other for like 12 hours a day because I was on fire. I needed to build my audience, create as many relationships as I possibly can and get cash coming in. So I knew initially the cash was going to be coming from the people I 
made an offer to and who took me up on the offer, right? So conversations, you have to do them. Only way to get good at them. Oh yeah, it is. And we've been talking a lot about like, like Lindsay talked about mindset and Lynette talked about the psychology of selling. And I think sometimes people think it's going to be this like cookie cutter, like here it is. But when you're dealing with people, it just isn't, there's not like this easy way. So, and also I love how you said you didn't make any money when you started, you know, um, who was it? Oh, Marina Simone was on and she said it, her first two years, she didn't make any money. You know, I know other people, it took them four years. So I don't think people understand that there was this huge learning curve for a lot of people, but we just didn't quit. We didn't give up. We kept trying and having those conversations. So if you look and we did an audit right now and went into all of your messengers and looked at your conversations, I bet the percentage of people actually made the offer is slim. So when you are having the conversations, great job, good first start. Erin, what would you suggest for them to make that transition? Are you building rapport from the onset or are you saying, okay, I want to get to know them a little bit. Um, maybe, and I personally don't do this, but you tell me what you do. Um, I'm going to wait a certain period of time and I'm going to circle back and then, you know, bring it up then. Like, how do you go about flipping it to bring up business and bring up the offer? Fantastic question. It's where everybody struggles transitioning to business. So as this is an individual you are speaking to, different personality type, some people are like, I'm doing this now. Some people are like, I got to sit on the fence for the next three years and overanalyze the whole thing, right? So you've got to remember that this is a human being you're speaking to. They, oh my God, you have no, so you reach out, you connect with the person. Always, I always build rapport. I know a lot of people are teaching to like just go for the jugular and make an offer. Personally, I always build rapport first. And I think this is more important for women. Women are the connectors, right? It's that female energy. Um, women get a little, it creates resistance if you don't build rapport. So I always tell what I do and I tell my clients and when I'm training is you build enough rapport until it's necessary. Now, how do you know when you've built the necessary rapport? When the person you're speaking to is sharing things about themselves, where they grew up, how many kids they have, the names of their kids, all that kind of stuff. If you're having a real conversation, meaning it's going back and forth and you're both sharing things about your life, then you've built enough rapport and you can transition to business pretty darn quickly. Sometimes I'll transition to business within three minutes. Sometimes I might chat with them for 10 minutes. Sometimes I may go, you know what? It is not the time to bring up business with this person today. I will circle back a few days from now, a week from now, whatever. It's so dependent on that person. I very much go by the vibe that I'm picking up from the person. I pick up on a person's energy. I know when we have connected and if the person has some resistance, because you have to remember, People are being pitched all day long, right? So when you come along, sometimes people might be going, so when's she going to pitch me? Oh, yeah. Right? And they have that wall that goes up. So it's your job as a really good network marketer and connector to get through their defense wall, essentially, and build rapport and make them feel good about you right? A person needs to feel like they matter. They need to feel that you actually give a crap about them as a human being, that they are not just a number, a dollar sign to you. And when you can make them feel that way, that's your in. That's when your, your business gonna, is going to absolutely explode. 
right? But you have to do this genuinely. You actually have to genuinely care about people or it comes across as phony. Yeah. So for you, and I want to, I'll share what happens to me. And I want to hear if this is what happens to you with the, the 60 some people you recruited. Cause everyone on here is like, how did you do that? So I had like a big run I had done and, you know, some, not to that extent, but similar results. And I went through and I went back to see the relationships I'd built with those people. And at some point I had watched a Facebook live. They asked me to watch. I had sent them a YouTube video. I had mentored them in some way, even when I, it wasn't my own stuff. Sometimes I would just refer a book or whatever, but in some way, and I was like, this is crazy to see how they were just like, yep, I'm in, I'm in, I want to be in your team. Let's do it. So when you went through that recruiting phase, it meaning you were really like focused on building that initial core team. Um, what was that like for you? Were you just like, Hey, I'm doing this thing. You want to come be a part of it? Like how, how did that happen for you? If you don't mind sharing. Oh, not at all. Cause here's the thing. When I say I, I brought in 65 people in eight weeks, it that's when they signed up during that eight weeks. But the whole process took much longer than eight weeks. So by that point in time, I had already been building an audience for two years and providing value to that audience for two years, mm -hmm. right? So these are people I'd had built a relationship with. I'd had at least one conversation with. These are people who'd been seeing me doing video almost every day for the last two years. These are people who had been exposed to me, right? So I kind of analyzed it because I was asked to by somebody. And I'm going to say that probably 80% of the people I brought in during that time, I had a previous relationship with. Probably 20% were new to me. Okay. They weren't, I wasn't new to them, meaning these are people who'd been watching in the background. They've been watching my videos, absorbing my value, all of that kind of thing. And then when I had a new business opportunity and I decided to go hard, I was actually challenged by somebody. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Red personality coming out. Yep. Absolutely. Blue, red. That's me. Blue, red. So what I essentially did was I went live every day, sometimes two times a day during that time. You can't really do that now, but at the time you could. So I went live every day. I provided value. And then I simply said, hey, I have a new business opportunity that I absolutely love. I have planted my flag. I'm working hard with my team. If you want to know what I'm up to, if you want to consider working with me, drop a me below or PM me. Let's have a chat. So all I did was make the action, just uh, make the, the offer. The offer was the call to action. And I simply left it in people's boats. And so, so that was probably about 90% of the people came to me that way. And then don't forget about the people you already do. This kind of kills me too, because there are a lot of people that, yeah, they might just be a Facebook friend, but you now know well enough, you have a good enough relationship that if you were in their city, you'd be going out for dinner. Okay. Right? Kind of thing. Those are the people you could flat out go, you know what, Kimberly? I found something. Oh my God. I really think you should have a look at it. Mm -hmm. When you have that stronger relationship with someone, you can just go and offer when you have that relationship. Yep. That's why connecting and communication in my opinion are the most important skills to have not only in this business but in life in general oh yeah mm -hmm. right because when someone feels connected to you you have a lot more influence with that person 
Yep. It's so true. So you talked about building your audience up for two years. And when I first started doing, and if you guys are doing video marketing, put that in the, in the chat. Yes, I'm doing lives, let us know or recording them and streaming them. But when I first started doing video marketing two years ago, it took me about, I'd say about the six week mark of, I mean, three times a week I was religious, even though I was working, I started getting people reaching out and they're like, I've been watching you and I want to know what you're doing. And I was like, you've been watching me. Like I had no clue. So when you talk about building up that audience for two years, what, um, just in the, the few minutes we have left with you, can you offer some advice for, for our newer people who are really trying, they really are. I mean, these are a hard working group of gold diggers, but they just uh, are having a hard time finding their audience and their tribe. What advice would you give them to building their audience and being able, because it is a numbers game. The more eyeballs you have on your stuff, the more relationships, connections, conversations, and people you can share with about your opportunities. So any advice you have to them of building their audience? Well, I think a lot of times people go, a little off the deep end when figuring out who their target audience is. I mean, generally speaking, your target audience is going to be the same sex as you and, you know, the same age group, meaning at the same place in life, right? And then you also want to think about what you're promoting, right? Like you're not going to promote makeup to some dude who lives in Kentucky and loves to hunt, right? No. <laughs> So you don't want to fall into the trap of thinking, everybody's my prospect. Everybody has skin. They all need my skincare. Well, you <laughs> yeah, the hunter in Kentucky has skin, but he's least likely, he's much less likely to buy from you than say a woman who is in your age group and can relate to you because you're sharing your life and she's at the same place in life and she's having the same thoughts, same feelings. Right? So if you are a 25-year-old at-home mom with two little kids, your target audience is going to be those moms who want to be at home. Mm -hmm. So I'm a 49-year-old woman. My boys, my youngest is in grade 12 now. So 95% of the people I attract are women who are have high school age kids wow. or, you know, kids that are now out of the house and they're empty nesters and they're looking at, you know, this as a second chapter of their life, just like I am. Yeah. So, and it's a beautiful thing. Think about this too. I would rather talk to fewer people and close more people than talk to a whole bunch of random people who don't want what I want, right? Where's the time freedom? The time freedom happens is when you're talking to the right people with the right message, mm -hmm. so right? So get clear on who you're speaking to. Who are the most likely prospects for your products, your business opportunity, or everything you're promoting? And then what is your message to them? What do they want in life? You know, like a woman my age is quite honestly, she's looking for fun. <laughs> looking for fun. She's looking for financial security so she doesn't have to work the day, day she died until the day she dies because, you know, you're already thinking about retirement when you hit your 40s, yeah. right? And now the kids are gone out of the house. It's like, oh my God, it's my time now. I want to travel. I want to do yoga. I want to take up painting, blah, 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 right? So when you're, putting yourself out there doing these things. You're speaking the language of your target audience. They're naturally attracted to you. How easy is that conversation when you're having a conversation with a person who's at the exact same place in life that you are at? It's a very natural conversation and you will connect on a deeper level, which means when you do that, you can actually transition to talking about business 
faster and they're going to be a lot more receptive to your offer because you're connected because you're besties. Yes. And you've lowered that resistance just by having those commonalities. Oh, so good. Isn't it sounds, it sounds so simple. You guys listening, isn't it sounds so simple when she says it that way? Cause that is the question of the day is who's my audience? What message am I sending? Well, talk to yourself, pretend it's yourself when you were, before you started using your product or before you started a network marketing, where were you at? And talk to that version of yourself. She's your audience. Like it's literally, there's your business plan. Congratulations. You just finished business school in 20 minutes. <laughs> it's so true. Your target audience is you, you before, you know, or you right now possibly too. Yep. You know? Boom. Oh my gosh. So amazing. Now, Erin, I know a lot of them are, they want more from you. So how can they connect with you? How can they follow you? What's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Uh, probably my Facebook profile, Okay. just Erin Birch. And then my fan page is success with Erin Birch. Uh, my blog right now is being rebuilt, but it is erinbirchcoaching.com, but it's under construction right now. So okay. I'm on Facebook a lot. Facebook is my okay. platform. Okay. It is my big platform. Okay. Awesome. If you guys are listening, it's B I R B I R C H like the tree, like the tree, Aaron, like Ireland birch oh, is in the tree. Got it. Okay. Cause I know some of them will be listening and then go grab it. Go look you up and find you. Cool. Thank you so much, Erin. You are just a joy to learn from and I'm inspired by you. And I know that this helped them a ton. Oh, my absolute pleasure. It kills me to see people struggling. Um, overanalyzing, um, being too afraid to be proactive in building your business, talking to people. You have to be proactive. You can't sit back and hope, rely on other people's communication skills. You have to master the communication skills so that you're more proactive in building your business. Yep. You got it. You got to take the reins of your business. So awesome. Thank you, Erin. My pleasure. Day. We'll see you later. Thank you so Bye. much for having me. You're Bye welcome. guys. She's so amazing, you guys. Oh my word. Can you please put in the chat your favorite thing that Erin just said? Oh my gosh, I told you I knew we needed to have her be a part of this summit because she is a force to be reckoned with. And I love her realness. And it just goes to show, do you, be you, be yourself. And I gotta tell you, when you do that, you can't go wrong because people Everyone else is taken. Have you guys heard that before? But people are drawn from people who are genuine and authentic, right? I'm sure a lot of you, when you first found me on social media, you're like, oh, she seems so real. Like, she's just telling you how it is. Her kids just, you know, crashed her, her live. I did a podcast uh, day before yesterday, and not one, but two Olsen children came in and crashed the podcast. Luckily, we're at the very end of it, but it was like, really? Really? Hashtag mom life. As you can see, Erin is a total rock star. I'm so thankful and grateful I got to have that time with her and I had to pass it along to you, the listener. So I just wanted to say to you, I'm so thankful for you. I do pay attention to each and every listener, every download, every review. So please take a minute to review this if you have some time to do that. And we will be back next week. Until next time, go out there and crush your goals and create the life of your dreams. Bye-bye.